Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is America's Drunken Network. Whenever and wherever you're listening to this program, welcome aboard. Thanks for spending time with us. This is America's Trucking Network. Kevin Gordon rolling into a Friday morning with you. If you miss any part of the program, you can use the iHeartRadio app and go to 700WLW. Scroll through the various shows. Find America's Trucking Network. All the shows and all the interviews are right there at your finger trips, uh, finger tips or finger trips, depending upon, you know, since we are talking trucking news and that sort of thing. And you can find out more about me by heading over to my uh, Facebook page, cleverly named Kevin Gordon. You'll see some of the stories that I cover during the program, as well as non-trucking related news and views. And trust me, I have several views and you'll see them there. I'm going to try something new here uh, before we get into the oil and gas as we normally do. Um, I've been toying with this for the last couple of weeks because I love going back into history and looking at how we learn from our history because a lot of things that I see going on these days, we're basically repeating history. Uh, history keeps repeating itself. We're seeing that over in Europe and whatever. I won't go off on my soapbox now, but f going back in history and, and thinking about things from the past has always fascinated me. But I wasn't sure as far as trucking-related history if there was something available every day. And I managed to find a couple of different websites where it seems that I can find different stories every day about events that happened on that particular day in trucking history. I mean, not trucking necessarily, but in transportation history. And so, anyway, we're going to start off the program here. Um, May 27th, 1972, the start of the major transportation trade show at Dulles International Airport. U.S. International Transportation Exposition, best known as Transpo 72, was formally opened at Dulles International Airport in Northern Virginia, 26 miles west of Washington. Transportation Secretary John A. Volpe presided over the opening of that extensive nine-day nine trade show. Flying trains, square dancing helicopters, and the fantasy of a wonderland is how one of the news releases, I think it was the New York Times at the time, described what the attendees could expect to witness at the exposition, which was organized by Kaiser Industries executive William J. Byrd on uh, behalf of the U.S. Department of Transportation. This trade show encompassed approximately 500 exhibits of air and ground transportation equipment and emphasize futuristic technology and themes. Highlights of the Transpose 72 included a total of four transit vehicles, one of them a 24-passenger version built by Ford Motor Company that were each computer-generated without crewmen on board. So they were in the forefront of autonomous vehicles pretty much even then they're experimenting with it. Aviation displays in the skies above the range from military jets flying in formation to vintage airplanes reenacting old-time stunts. Now, you may be asking yourself, what the heck is square dancing helicopters? 
from the overview of it, it is actually the four helicopters actually kind of dancing with each other. The two were were um, painted to, uh, and they said, well, the 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 two that were painted a particular cover color were the males, and then the other two were the females. And you actually saw them kind of what would look like a square dancing routine of where they would, you know, dance in between each other and then back out and then spin around and all this sort of stuff. From the upper view of it, it was <laughs> really amazing. When I read this at first, I'm thinking, square dancing helicopters? Are you kidding me? So anyway, um, of course, uh, and there was an electric Detroit manufactured automobile called the Electrosport that was capable of transporting two individuals and 500 pounds of cargo all at once. Another key feature at Transpo 72 was International Vehicle and Highway Safety Conference sponsored by the Federal Highway Administration. The overall expectations for the exposition were perhaps best summarized by President Richard M. Nixon in the welcoming remarks that he transmitted while he was visiting the Soviet Union at the time. As you may recall, back during that time, they were doing a, a perestroika and, you know, they're trying to get uh, uh, on board of the Soviet Union opened relationships with them, so what, you know, we didn't go to war. Uh, Nixon asserted in his statement, Transpose 72 expresses the scope and detail of our resolve to achieve for tomorrow a transportation system that will advance the prosperity of our society and the well-being of every American and the good of all mankind. So uh, interesting that uh, the exhibitions that they had, I'm talking about flying and flying trains. They had a couple of... Uh, um, I guess you prototypes and then some some video of of that, and I'm you're talking literally about something that uh, a plane that almost looked like two of those C-130 transport planes that were all glass on the side transporting people, where they would come off the, the off the train onto the tarmac and wheel under one of these planes attach with the wings and then take off i mean it was absolutely incredible to look at some of the videos but back then so let's take a look at uh, uh oil prices west texas intermediate crude 114 dollars and 16 cents a barrel that is up three dollars and 83 cents from yesterday or a 3.47 percent increase brent crude at 117 dollars and 45 cents that is up three dollars and 42 cents from yesterday a three percent increase and the only thing that i'm seeing is that hey basically it's a weekend and they can get by with it because everything that we've been talking about for weeks now um the only thing that is uh, uh, kind of a wrinkle from what we've been seeing is that the petroleum businesses are ramping up because this is the unofficial uh start of the summer season this weekend and that there will be more traffic, more uh, people vacationing, more people on the highway. And so the um, refineries that are currently working at capacity are, uh, well, at, at or near capacity, are still trying to even improve the amount of stockpile that they have. But, uh, again, that is affecting the oil prices because they are ramping up their inventory, so they are actually buying more oil. Looking at gas prices around the country, the current average is $4.60 going into the Memorial Day weekend. That is up basically a penny from yesterday. A month ago, that is up uh, 47 cents from the beginning of the, uh, the the month, and this time last year, gas prices were at 304. So we are three dollars and fit. Uh, I'm sorry, a dollar 56 cents higher 
per gallon on gasoline this time this year than opposed to where we were last year. Diesel prices, on the other hand, have slipped at least a penny or two, down to $5.53 on average across the country. That is uh, still up uh, from the beginning part of the month. That is still up about $0.45. Cents. But from this time last year, the diesel price was $3.18 a gallon. So, again, you're looking at $2.36, cents, $0.26 or so more a gallon for diesel than what we were paying last year. Uh, nationwide, the highest gas price is six oh seven in California to a low of four ten in Oklahoma. In northern Kentucky, um, my area where I live, Gas is at four dollars and thirty-five cents, and diesel is at five oh nine. As far as the weather that we're looking at into the weekend, heavy rainfall, severe weather, and flood threats for the east. Fire weather risk for the west. A slow-moving storm system will affect the eastern third of the country through Friday. Thunderstorms, some severe, accompanied by heavy rainfall, may result in flooding. For the Pacific Northwest, approaching storm system may bring some severe weather threats and dry thunderstorms for portions of Nevada for the risk of wildfires. Across southern Alaska, fire weather concerns increase on Friday. So and we'll have a more complete uh, forecast at the bottom of the hour, but to just give you some of the headlines. And again, we want to, uh, as I always say, make sure that the people behind you know what the weather is and what you're encountering to keep them informed, to keep them safe, and hopefully the people in front of you will do the same. So as I always say, let's be careful out there. Coming up after the break, we're going to be talking to Lisa Holly. She is a senior account executive and a freight broker with First Star Logistics, talking about how she got into the business and kind of give us an update on uh, the current state of the industry. I am Kevin Gordon. This is America's Trucking Network on 700 WLW. This is the Racing Report on America's Trucking Network on 700 WLW. Looking ahead to the racing weekend, Memorial Day weekend, a massive one for motorsports all over the world. It's the 106th running of the Indianapolis 500-mile race Sunday at noon. Sunny skies and temperatures in the mid-80s for the 500, and there are expected to be 300,000 fans to pack the stands on Sunday in Indianapolis. Scott Dixon will be on the pole and says the second 500 victory is in the plan. Uh, as determined as ever. You know, I think uh, the longer you, you come to this place and the, the close misses, you know, I think uh, is it four, or four or five second places, and and three of those have been under caution. You know, those are the ones that hurt the most, where you couldn't even really fight for it. And and at least one of those, you know, it was it was almost a given um, had it run its full course. His Ganassi teammate Alex Palou will roll off second. Every pit stop. Um, so yeah, the target is to get through the first pit stop, then the second, and then till the end and and try and be at, at the front like first first two places i would say uh for the last 10 so uh, we'll try and do everything we can to get us in that position renus vk rolls off third on the front row we can definitely fight from third um i know what it's like to start third in the 500 now and i've definitely 
picked up a lot of experience since last time I started third here. Jimmy Johnson, the Indy 500 rookie, goes off 12th. Yeah, I just so fortunate to, to join a few other um, you know, big names that have been able to, to run the Daytona 500 and the Indy 500 and you know, be in the NASCAR world, now the IndyCar world. So um, being a kid racing dirt bikes in Southern California, I never thought that this stuff would happen. I still scratch my head and uh, I'm very happy for the opportunity. Defending champion Elio Castroneves will start 27th in the 500 on Sunday. NASCAR will hold the Coca-Cola 600, the Cup Series longest race of the year Sunday night at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Kyle Larson won for the pole there last year. The Xfinity Series race, the Alsco Uniforms 300 set for Saturday at 1 at Charlotte. And the NASCAR Truck Series holds the North Carolina Education 200 Friday night also at Charlotte. Formula One will hold the prestigious Monaco Grand Prix Sunday. Max Verstappen, the defending champ. This is the Racing Report on America's Trucking Network on 700 WLW. Seg Dennis at ATN. Since 1973, OOIDA has been along for the drive. It started when a small group of us drove to Washington to speak up for our rights. And over the past 45 years, OOIDA's voice with lawmakers has grown loud and strong. Do you think we stopped there? No way. Policy is important, but so are things that you need daily to run your business and care for your family. So OOIDA provides truck insurance and health care, tools to build your business and invest in the future. We act as your advocate and educator, finding you ways to save money. We go where you go and pave new ways ahead so you never have to hit the brakes. Every curve, every way station, regulation change, and personal milestone. OOIDA is there, committed to your safety and success and the future of every professional truck driver on the road. Find out more at OOIDA.com. You've been hearing a lot about... I am Kevin Gordon. This is America's Trucking Network on 700 WLW. I want to welcome to the program Lisa Holly. She is Senior Account Executive and Freight Broker with First Star Logistics. Welcome to the program. Glad you could spend some time with us. Yes, hi, Kevin. Thank you so much for having us. It is We're my really pleasure. Excited. I've been wanting to uh, talk about um, this issue and, and talk about people in the field to get their perspective on what's going on in the trucking industry. But first, before we get started, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be part of First Star Logistics and, and get involved in the business. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, so I actually um, had a background in banking. Uh, so I worked in banking for a really long time, and uh, I was a trainer at PNC Bank, and a lot of the uh, employees that would come through, a lot of them had uh, tried logistics in their past, um, had worked in logistics. So it was always something that I felt like a lot of logistics people uh, who didn't make it in the industry were then going, trying to go into banking. Mm -hmm. um, so I was always kind of curious, and I would always ask a lot of questions. Um, but I had always done banking for so long, um, and I was very happy at the bank. Uh, so I never really looked into logistics. So you were um, getting a lot of uh, people that, that were in logistics and, and weren't making it, and now they wanted to try banking. So you decided to go the opposite way. <laughs> Or at least look into it. Okay, interesting. I okay. did. I did. Um, yeah, I, I worked at PNC for about 10 years, and I loved it. It was great. I have nothing but great things to say. Um, and then I decided, you know, I had done banking since I was 19, and I kind of wanted to 
uh, you know, look at some other career paths and, you know, see what else was out there. And I went to an in-person job shadow for logistics and I loved it. I loved everything about it. Uh, It was so high energy. It was very fast paced. It was definitely everything that I had been missing. Um, Definitely the energy gets me going every single day. Um, The ability to work with. Yeah. I think when we talked about setting up the interview and everything, you had mentioned that you had uh, then they wanted you at, at PNC to transition into a, an, another position where they were creating it for you. And you weren't sure whether you were even actually going to go to the interview with First Star? Yes. Yeah, that's true. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yep. Um, I, so I originally, um, you know, I was on the fence about even going to the interview. Um, but yeah. Again, changing after 19 years is a big leap. So, yeah, I can understand that. But see, now this is one of those things that's life lessons of people that never be afraid to take on a different challenge. If there's something you want to try and something you think you'll be very much interested in, go for it. Life is too short. I talked to a gentleman the other day who was an auto mechanic, thought he was going to do that the rest of his life, and then started doing some teaching in a local community college. And his wife actually filled out the application for him to go to Gateway Community College. And now he is the dean over there in the transportation and uh, manufacturing technologies over there teaching kids on CDL licenses. So you you go from a mechanic and all of a sudden you transition into a different career altogether. And then here you have. So never assume that you're locked into a particular position if there's something you want to try and this is a a lesson for everybody out there you may not think that this you know like you said um off air when we were talking that you were hesitant about even going to the interview but then said ah what the heck (laughs) yes yes absolutely and um you know everybody that interviews at first start you know i tell them all this is the best job in the whole entire world um you know nobody Nobody can tell me difference. The opportunities and logistics are amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, you definitely, you have to, I, I feel like telling people to job shadow, really look at all the opportunities that are out there because I never knew anything about logistics when I graduated high school. No, I feel cool. like if I did, I would have done this earlier. Wow, that's great. So tell us a little bit about First Star Logistics, what they do and and, and the, the business itself for people because I know we've got a lot of listeners out there that aren't truckers that at nighttime they, they're driving around and listening to the program. So tell us a little bit about First Star Logistics. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so First Star Logistics is a company in um, Blue Ash, Ohio. Um, we are the sponsor of the Cincinnati Reds, Bengals, Riverbend, and then also the new Icon Center. Wow. That is built okay. uh, downtown. It's like an indoor, uh, and they also have an outdoor pavilion. Oh, cool. Uh, new mm-hmm. And uh, the interesting thing that I really like about First Star, so we have two kind of divisions to our office. We have asset-based carriers. Uh, so we have over 700 trucks 
on the QFS side. And then we also have a brokerage division mm-hmm. that's, um, that is able to work with customers and work with carriers to get any kind of uh, moves done that our customers would need. So uh, we are a full service provider. Um, so we're able to help our customers with any full truckload, intermodal, cross-stocking, transloading, or LTL shipment. So you have your own fleet of trucks, but then you also have different uh, independent truckers that you can go to um, to make sure that the loads get done and and assign those to the individual uh, truckers themselves, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, that's correct. We have both. All right, and um, if I'm not so, if I'm not mistaken, I checked on your on the website too, and it's not just trucking related; it is air train as well. Yep, okay. yep, that's correct. Um, um, it, airlines as well, or air freight, or yep, okay, yes. Yeah, so any kind of air freight, rail, intermodal, um, LTL, any kind of mode of transportation, uh, we can we can get the customer quote and get them covered. Wow. <laughs> and so, in other words, if you want it moved, call First Star Logistics, in other words. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. I got to ask you, what is what is the strangest um, item or thing that uh, has been approached about moving um, and transporting? Um, I would say explosives. Uh, not that explosives... Uh, are hard to move. It's just, I think like a lot of customers, um, don't, don't really realize like what can happen, uh, with like if somebody's shipping like an explosive shipment. So mm-hmm. it, I, I feel like it's mainly like educating the customers when something is like, um, you know, like super hazmat, like an explosive. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of logistic com- companies will not, uh, ship explosives. Uh, due to the nature of the shipment, or, or well, yeah, the insurance like, involved, the liability involved for crying out loud, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. and I guess yeah. when you when you're talking about uh, um, educating customers, I assume or I, I can imagine, um, you know, people know their individual products, but they just figure it's it's something as simple as okay, the truck pulls up, we slide it on there, and it gets there. Well, they don't realize about palleting, uh, strapping it down, making sure the load is secure so it doesn't shift and all that sort of stuff. So it's ready to be shipped and and put on the truck, correct? Yes, absolutely. So um, on our brokerage side, that is uh, really our main goal. So holding the customer's hand from start to finish. So not only providing a quote, but letting the customer know, hey, you know, like these are steel coils, uh, you know, how many how many coils are you anticipating? That way we can make sure that the drivers have enough straps and that your load gets delivered uh, securely because we want to make sure that the loads deliver on time and that, you know, there's no claims or anything like that with the load. Absolutely. Uh, It's got to get there and got to get there safely. Hey, we got to take a quick break here. When we come back, I want to talk about kind of the state of the industry, what you're seeing in terms of freight volume, et cetera, and uh, kind of get your insights on that. We're speaking with Lisa Holly. She is the senior account executive freight broker with First Star Logistics. I am Kevin Gordon. This is America's Trucking Network on 700 WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW, Cincinnati. One person killed inside a Fairfield Township Walmart after an attempted theft in the electronics department. This is the 1230 Report. Good morning, I'm Rob Carpenter. 
Breaking now with 700 Sean Gallagher. Fairfield Township Police Captain Doug Lanier says that a suspect who was attempting to shoplift at the Walmart location on Princeton Road Thursday evening was confronted by an employee and others shooting two people, leaving one person dead and another believed to be in critical condition at UC Westchester. The suspect is a black male. He was wearing dark clothing and what appeared to be a red shirt. He also had a mask on, uh, a mask more like a um, COVID-type mask that, that people are wearing. The suspect's vehicle was located by Hamilton police and a passenger was found inside, but not the suspect who remains at large, but officers say they have information where they could identify him. I'm Sean Gallagher, News Radio 700, WLW. Heading to our Friday daybreak, a chance of showers, otherwise cloudy, a 7 a.m. temperature of 59. On our Friday, off and on rain, a high of 69. At night, clouds to clearing. We're down to 56. Then mostly sunny, Saturday, 74, Sunday and Monday in the 80s. From your severe weather station, I'm 9 First Warning, Chief Meteorologist Steve Raleigh, News Radio 700, WLW. Rain has returned and radar showing heavier precip northwest of downtown, back up to 65 degrees. This is happening all over the country where there's a shortage of lifeguards. Not enough of them, so the Cincinnati Recreation Commission can afford to open only eight of its 23 outdoor pools this summer, three of them this Memorial Day weekend, the following five early next month. They hope to recruit more guards so they can open more pools, says CRC Director Daniel Betts. You know, there's no age restriction, uh, just needs to be over 14, uh, 14 to 80. We'll get you trained. With a $2,000 bonus for lifeguards who do the full tour of duty until Labor Day weekend. Matt Reese, News Radio 700 WLW. So for all you youngins, okay, hold on for a minute. I am officially old. I use the word youngins. You know, VHS tapes were the thing back in the 80s. Heck, well into the 90s. Dare I say, could VHS tapes be making a comeback anyone who grew up in the 80s will remember the vhs craze joe madalena is with heritage auctions which is holding an auction composed solely of vhs tapes he says vhs technology was a big deal for home entertainment when it was new hbo hadn't yet come on the scene this is the beginning of how we viewed movies at home decades later first print vhs tapes of classic blockbusters have spiked in value for example, the original Star Wars. Now a quarter of a million dollars. A first print of Blade Runner is probably twenty-five dollars to $30,000. And buyers won't have to worry about rewinding. The original packaging, the original cellophane, the watermarks, all of these characteristics contribute to being a first print. Yeah, and you'll never want to open this. I'm Andy Field, ABC News. Oh, okay. I thought vhs tapes were making a real comeback so yes if you have any of those original vhs copies sealed keyword is sealed they are worth a ton of money you know my wife always likes to tell the story of when the 80s version of annie was first released on vhs she says my future in-laws paid about a hundred dollars now my wife and I have been married for nearly 30 years. And, of course, I don't say this out loud. What do you think? I'm nuts. But every time I hear that story, I'm thinking, <laughs> get over yourself. <laughs> because I was lucky to have beta. How about beta? But then, 
you know, it's true. A sealed original Annie on VHS has got to be worth thousands. Yeah, beta. It sucked. I'm Rob Carpenter. Your next update at midnight. Breaking news anytime. News Radio 700 WLW. Your trucks and equipment are more than just an investment. They're your livelihood. Protect them with Starfire Premium Lubricants. They're formulated to meet and exceed OEM specs. This is America's Trucking Network 700 WLW. Kevin Gordon with you on a Friday morning as we roll into the Memorial Day weekend. My thanks to Lisa Holly for spending time with us talking about First Star Logistics and um, her pathway into that company. Uh, very interesting. Again, if you miss any part of the program, head over to that iHeart Radio app. You can scroll through the various uh, shows on 700 WLW. Go find out 700 WLW on that app and then find uh, America's Trucking Network and you can find out any of the shows that we have done, any of the interviews that we have done there as well. All right. Um, want to look at um, coming up, we're going to be talking about uh, some of the worst times uh, if you're out there traveling this weekend, some of the worst times, the corridors for traffic. And we're going to talk about a little bit about possibly if we can get to it, but I may save that government groups seeking uh, assistance for uh, filling infrastructure jobs. But I want to touch on um, a, a subject that I've been talking about off and on is the, the strength of the industry and what's going on as far as freight movement, trucking industry, uh, whether or not uh, we're heading into a uh, at least a freight recession. Now, remember, the trucking services, people may not know this if you're listening to this program, if you're out traveling, if you're on vacation and you're um, um, four-wheeler and you're you're out there and you're you're traveling uh, over this weekend and you happen to be listening to the program now. But people don't realize that the trucking industry is a barometer. It's it, what we call in the accounting profession, it is a leading economic indicator. If you see a lot of trucks on the road, you know that the economy is, is humming along. Because 72% of everything in stores, 72% comes by truck. And so if you don't see a lot of trucks out there, that ain't a good sign, folks. And it's a sh uh, an indication that stuff ain't moving and you're not going to have goods and uh, goods uh, on, on the store shelves. So uh, when you look at uh, tonnage for uh, the month of April, the seasonally adjusted, uh, according to the America's, uh, America's tr American Trucking Association's uh, four higher truck tonnage index rose 1.8%. And that's compared to uh, April of 2021. Now, compared to March, it dipped about 2% from the March of this year. But again, according to ATA Chief Economist Bob Costello, after eight straight months of gains totaling 6.9% for higher tonnage, finally slid back in April. Costello added, it's important to note that ATA's four higher tonnage data is dominated by contract freight with minimal amounts of spot market loads. The spot market has softened more than four higher contract freight as the market transitions back to pre-pandemic shares of contract versus spot market. And that's a very important thing because I hear people talking about a coming recession in the trucking, because, uh, trucking industry because of the rapid fall of the spot market. But again, when you're talking about pre-pandemic on current pandemic and then post-pandemic um, rates, the, you're, it's not, you're not comparing apples to apples. 
So as he's pointing out that it's coming more back down to a pre-pandemic rate. Uh, let's see, pandemic shares of contrast. While I expect contract freight to outperform spot market freight, the rate of growth will be slower than in 2021. Most contract carriers are still struggling in maintaining enough capacity, both equipment and drivers. So any of this that is being affected is because there's not enough drivers. We have an 80,000 trucker shortage in this country. And again, if you've got 80,000 fewer truckers, there are, um, you're going to have problems moving goods around the country. Now, we have covered uh, on this program and just had an interview this past week with a CDL license uh, um, school with one of the local community colleges. Uh, check with your community colleges. See if you're interested in getting into trucking. Some of the community colleges do have CDL programs, and you can complete those in a short period of time. And as our guest uh, pointed out the other day, you can go from from completing the course to getting your CDL license and be making $80,000 within about a month. Um, trucking services, as I mentioned, are a barometer of, of the economic activity out there. And uh, as goes trucking, so goes the economy. Uh, here's uh, some, let's cover real quick here before we get out of here for today, because uh, i got a couple of things I want to uh, talk about at the end of the program. Um, according to AAA, are predicting the busy holiday travel weekend ahead. Here's what you can expect in terms of increased ta- traffic. AAA predicts that 39.2 million people will travel 50 miles or more over the Memorial Day holiday weekend, an increase of 8.3% over 2021. Enrix, a traffic data partner of AAA, predicts that drivers in major U.S. metros could experience double the travel times compared to a normal trip over the weekend, with the worst traffic delays taking place on the afternoons of, well, what we just went through Thursday afternoon, uh, so so going into Friday morning and then on to um, May 20, and then tomorrow, or uh, let me back up here. Thursday night, the in uh, late Thursday afternoon into today, early morning, and then through to today, those are the busiest traffic times going into the weekend, and of course coming back on Sunday and Monday when the traffic will be the heaviest. Now, looking at the worst and best times to travel on Thursday. Um, well, we're a little bit too late for that, but let's go to Friday from uh, 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. Um, before 7 a.m. Well, let me go back here. Let me do this over. The worst times to be on the highway is between 12 and 7 p.m. Before 7 a.m. or after 9 p.m. On Saturday, the best the worst time to be on the road is between 1 and 6. Best time to be on the road is before 10. Sunday, the worst times. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.